Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. My Block Packers podcast this is the preview show. We got the Packers Bills coming up on Sunday night. And as always, our show is presented by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting to props and futures. So head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. I'm your co-host, Mike Wall. Mine will be with us shortly. He is now hosting an eSports tournament, I believe, which is a pretty exciting thing. Something that we probably don't talk enough about on this show because I'm pretty sure that, that Madden is like the biggest video game ever. Uh, but let's talk some Packers football. Packers are going to open, they open this week at plus 11 in Buffalo after losing to the Washington Commanders last week. And you just kind of think about like, like, how did we get here? What happened to the Green Bay Packers? And right now, statistically speaking, we are 23rd in the league at 18.3 points per game, giving up 20.9, which is good for 14th in the league. Uh, From a, we talked about the horizontal passing game all week last week. Aaron Rodgers is actually, you know, top 10 in completion percentage, but just outside of uh, the top 23 in yards per pass play, um, just outside the top 15 in passing yards per game. I mean, this is not obviously the offense that we expected, and certainly he's not having the kind of season you expect from a four-time MVP. Uh, we can get into the reasons why. And I think we've got into the reasons why that is. I think you know the first thing I just wanted to address, and hopefully AG hops on where we're going through this is this week. Look, obviously there's been when you lose three in a row and you lose to the Giants and the Jets and the Commanders. These are not teams that were picked early in the season 
to be uh, powerhouses in our conference. And the Minnesota Vikings are obviously doing very well right now. They seem to be running away with the conference. And, and let's be honest, with the Green Bay Packers schedule, you know, the Bills is the hardest game to date, but it's only getting, you know, deeper into the teeth of this, this lineup. I know we have the Cowboys and the Eagles as an example for the next couple of weeks. And, uh, oh, Amon is here. Amon, perfect timing. So I just wanted – so I was just talking about – first of all, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good, man. Hanging in there. How you doing? I'm good. So all right. I just wanted to address this this big, you know, hoop brouhaha that's going up there, and you're, you're part of the woods in Green Bay with, with Aaron and, and having the comments he made on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. And everybody, you know, of course, gaslighting everything and, and really concerned about what that means and what, how individuals take that. And is that okay to say to his receiving core and, and younger guys? And who's he talking about specifically? And I have my own thoughts on it. Certainly I'll, I'll share, but I just wanted to get your thoughts as a guy who's been in the locker room, as a, as a team leader, as someone mm-hmm. who's seen his shares of, of frustrations and, and setbacks and, and also successes. Like, is this part of, in your opinion, is this part of football? Is it the way it's being delivered? The problem? Is there any problem with this ball? Um, I say today this is the way football, and I say some sports, you know, basketball too, that messages are sent cryptically through the media and it's directed towards certain players. And no names are in it. Um, but obviously from where our, from the old school that we know, it doesn't happen like this. You know, it wouldn't. And it, we look at this like, no, you should have just came to me first instead of spouting off in the media. But the way times have changed, everything is out there. Social media puts everything out there. You know, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. And they can't do this, can they? No, nope. they can't, they can't do the face. No, nope. we can't. We can't look in the eye, can we? So it's different now. And with that, like you said, not looking in the eye, we, we, I call them keyboard champions because they want to do it from the keyboard. They want to do it from the screen, but not face-to-face. Not saying that with Aaron, but that com- those comments should ring loudly in the locker room, either should piss people off and or grab people's attention. Either way, that's where something needs to be done among the players. Be prideful about what you do as a pro. Like, man, my teammate calling this out. Like, ups, you could be upset. You could be bitter. But at least something getting riled up to say, you know what? I don't like what he said, but he's right in some instances that we got to, you know, get better. We got to stop making these MAs. We got to stop dropping the ball. We got to do what we do as a team collectively because we were been 13 and three in the last two seasons. And that's not by no mistake. Even though we have players that are not here anymore, we can't lay on that now. We can't make that excuse about number 17 not being here. It's midseason. He's gone. He's right. in another state. We got to do with the, we got to work together with the teams and the players that are in this building and figure it out, basically. So th- I agree. With everything you said, there's a couple of things that I- I'd like to add. Yeah. One is that there's a generational gap between Aaron Rodgers and the rest of his teammates. Something that something That's that huge. Brett that Brett had with us. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's enough of a gap there where his the way that Aaron probably wants to address this is in, is you know taking the guy into the corner and being like look pick your shit you know get your stuff get your stuff together yeah let's go but but they just can't you know we have raised this generation to not be able to handle that very well for whatever reason that's a whole another discussion <laughs> yes that's but, a whole another podcast i would think that here, here's how i think about this and i i just look at the timeline of events right and and i know how um i know how this is going to sound, I'm not, you know, because we've talked about 
the coaching staff and the culture and everything. Correct. But this is how I see this, honestly. Aaron, Ro- you know how Aaron Rodgers is using the media as a as a voice. Mm-hmm. You know how Aaron Rodgers is smart guy in the room. You look at the timeline of events, AG. He's he's frustrated early in you know in training camp. Guys don't have their stuff together. Mm-hmm. Dobbs, and then but then when guys perform well, he tells you know he says something. Yeah. Early we look at early in the season. We have mental mistakes. We have drop passes. We have there's two kinds of mistakes, right? There's things that we can deal with because like you drop a pass, I miss a block, it happens. You make mental errors. Like if you're in the offensive line, you make three mental errors. You're at the bus stop, dude. Yeah. Like and you this don't. is the other you know so this isn't like this is kind of a skill position thing versus like a trench thing. They don't look, they just talk to us. Like they talk like, Hey, you, you need to get your shit together. You're out of here. Right. Yep. But when you look at the beginning of the season, they're playing, they're, they're making mistakes. Then he, so that, that gets called out. Then yep. Aaron comes out and says, we need to simplify things. Yeah. That was giants then, week after the giants game. And then it's kind of push, push back from Matt. Yeah. Then they come out and play the way they did, and all these er- more errors. Apparently, twenty mm-hmm. percent of the plays have errors on them. Yeah. And then he comes out and says this, you know, that everybody knows, like everything you said is true, except for they're already having those discussions in the locker room. Like nothing that nothing that he said was something they, they don't ever know. Right. So, so my thing is like, everyone's complaining about hurt feelings, and this is not how you lead, dude. Who do you think he's talking? To? I think he's talking to the coach. I think he's talking to the head coach and the coaching staff and he's saying he's putting himself, first of all, he's putting himself on the same level as they are. Okay. Yeah. And, and he's, and he's saying very simply, like if your guys that you're coaching are making mental errors, you have to fix this problem. I told you that this, this offense was too complicated for them. I told you that I said Mm -hmm. it to your face. I said it to the media, whatever it is. Yeah. You, we continue to, we're, Aaron Jones touches the ball 12 times in the game. We've already, like, I've already told you what the problems are. Now I'm telling you we need to put in new players. If this Because your solution is not to simplify the offense. It's to mm. keep playing the same guys in the same situation. And it goes, again, we could talk. We'll have this conversation until the until the season change. But right. it, that's, that. you know, I, I may be way off here, but I don't think I'm off. Like, I. That makes that logically makes a lot of sense the way this guy thinks about life. Yeah, I mean it makes a lot of sense because, as you know, coming in as a young player, you're already adjust. The biggest adjustment offensively and defensively is learning the scheme, learning what your position does in the offensive scheme for your defensive coordinator or your offensive coordinator. How do I fit in the offense? How do I process it? Do I study it every night? You got maybe get some tips from veterans around the building, but yeah, it's getting that offense in your head knowing the adjustments, knowing the audibles, knowing the calls that happened during during live game, during uh, in the middle of a play, there's line calls going out. And you got to understand what that verbiage means, because if you don't, you know, you're going to be lost. Um, but then doing the basics, catching the ball, you know, having having the worth all to get past a DB to get open, run the ball. If you're the running back, block, get your, just do blanket stuff you've been doing in college should not be an issue, but obviously adjusting at the same time to the new playbook is then what you got to bring along. But you got to, you got to know now, okay, this is the pros. If I don't get this right, like you said, I'm sitting bus at the bus stop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting at the bus but, stop. You know, the thing, the thing that I want to stress, because you, because you, you said it in there is like, it's okay. Like I'll tell my kids the same thing. Like it's okay to mess up. 
it's okay to drop the it's like it's not okay in the sense that you'll get fired but like play if you miss a block if you miss a hole if mm-hmm. i miss a block like you can be pissed but you're not like you're not mad at me you're mm-hmm. like you know we'll get it the next time right but we'll if i just it. if i go the wrong direction and i get you crushed that's a problem right so mm-hmm. the like there's a mental side of the game and there's an execution side if i can't execute then then you'll find somebody who can you being the the head coach mm-hmm. if i'm continuing to make mental errors like for me if if the team is 20 percent's a big number man that's a big that's a huge if you're out 20 percent, that's a big number if 20 percent of the plays have mental errors attached to them you have to start thinking about your preparation and the preparation starts with the person who puts together the practice and the, and the meeting plans, in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Now, everybody's individually responsible to doing that. But when you have young players playing, they're not like they're professionals in paycheck only. The habits and all the things that you learn while becoming a veteran professional player are mm-hmm. not obvious to you as a rookie, as a second and third year guy. And if you don't have either the person in that room to help teach you that, I'm talking about a player. Mm-hmm. When you don't have a, a coach that's that's requiring you to improve your preparation habits or doing it for you, like force feeding you this information, like I like to me, that's a that is a structural problem. That's not like necessarily a Romeo Dobbs problem. Right. You know, because this the coaches are there to coach and they're there to educate. They're there to, you know, show you th- the tidbits in the film that they see from their point of view on how you could fix it. And get better, you know. Coach me up, coach. You know, I've I've had that conversation with coaches when I and during my career. So I was with a, I was that's on the coach, bro. I was with a guy. So when we were in Miami, I was with this this coordinator, mm-hmm. and all he like he was gonna run his stuff, and he didn't he didn't matter that Tannehill didn't run it very very well. Right. It didn't matter that like we didn't have the personnel to run it, and it was literally like drinking out of a fire hydrant. And I was coaching this kid in particular, and he was a great athlete. The kid could not pick up the information. Like he couldn't pick it up. And we just, and always, and it wasn't like, you know, you first look at yourself mm-hmm. as a coach, you look at yourself and go, okay, am I doing everything I can to help this kid? Like, do I understand his learning style? Am I taking extra time? Like, what, are we putting together tapes? What, because they're our job, right? Yeah. So you look at that, but then at some point you have to go to the coordinator and go, hey, man. They can't pick up the information. We need to reduce the amount of plays, which is what your your mm-hmm. star player has said, yeah. so that we can be really good at these eight concepts. And for yeah. whatever reason, like it still seems that that like indirectly, directly, that seems to be the issue. And, and I don't know how they're going to fix it unless they have a, this, some sort of come to Jesus meeting, which looks like to be about a week away, given the fact that we're playing the Bills this weekend, right? Right. Yeah, it's got to be. Boil down to a player's only me, you know, something like that among the players. And then the coaches got to somehow tune in and, and and read the room and understand what needs to be done on their end, too. Because once the coaches and the players are on different pages, you have what we have seen so far in the last four weeks, basically. So, so. If we look if we look at the defensive side of the ball. Like, it's clearly been better, but it hasn't been what we thought. I mean, you got seven first-round draft picks over there. We should be a top-five yep. defense on paper. Um the turnover ratio, we're still stuck at negative four or minus four, which is which means mm-hmm. that we have four more turnovers than they have. We're 15 sacks on defense. Heineke, we didn't get to Heineke once last week. Uh, what other? I mean, stats we have. I mean, we're we're in, in the in uh, 100 and I think 139, 140 yards per game on defense. We're giving up uh, 
25th in the league at yards per run. So, like, mm-hmm. we know that's an issue. Tackling, fitting in, all of these things. Things that we can improve on. Things that we can certainly get better at. But, right. you know, it just seems to be this week. And they're going to be tested this week, obviously. But 100%. it just seems to be this week. The conversation is all about, like, how can we get rid of this? Or how can we improve on this anemic uh, offense? And one thing I just wanted to ask you. Last week, so Aaron Jones, uh, eight eight carries, 23 yards. Yep. AJ four carries fifteen yards, like bad numbers, and quite frankly, the offensive line blew it a couple times early in the game. They went away okay. from the run, right? Right. Okay, but then we start throwing these bubble screens and all this stuff, and and coaches and commentators are like, oh well, you know, Matt says that, and not just Matt, coach before, but everybody across the board, they're oh, this is just an extension of our run game. And as an offensive lineman, I go, the hell it is. <laughs> I already, I already knew you were going to say yeah. that. Oh, you yeah. tell me. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give you a loaded question. Why are horizontal passes not part of the running game, AG? Because it's a let's just go pass first. It's, it's it starts with a pass. You're not getting the old lineman in their swing in their wheelhouse. You see, so you're saying the old lineman got to come out their stance and then belly out to the flat, left or right, and where they lose all momentum. And not y'all are great athletes, but it is really tough to get in space, and you got to you got to cut block a, de- a defensive back in his area. You know, so no, that's that's not that's not but an extension. Not, that's an extension of the pass game. It's not what you're trained to do either. Like no, like when they're talking about Aaron Jones, while well, he's getting a bubble screen, it's like okay, like Aaron Jones is trained to take the ball in the backfield, make make a guy miss, make a hard cut, and go north and south. Yep, that's what like that's why you pay him money. Like I know he can do other stuff, but if you're trying to an AJ Dillon, if you're trying to impose your will on somebody as an offensive line, as a unit, as a running mm-hmm. back, like. You're not like bubble screens don't do the job. Yeah, it might change it might change the approach that your secondary has, and I get that that's important. And it but gives the defense something to look at, right? Know. But if you're try, if you're generally trying to dictate the terms of confrontation, mm-hmm. that ain't it. No, it just it, it just is. It's not it, man. It, it, it's frustrating because they 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 use that as a filler. We're like, dude, no, you only gave the ball twelve times to the running backs. That's exactly. what really happened. It, it's a filler. And so with the filler saying that you're not setting up the run, establishing a run with, with horizontal passes, with bubble screens, because then the defensive line is like, they're not beat up. They're not tired. They're going to just say, oh, okay, they're just trying to throw us off a little bit. But when it comes down to now, okay, the game's on the line, they haven't established nothing with that defensive line to say, oh, my God, where they worried about A.J. They worry about Aaron Jones coming downhill fourth quarter when if the game was on the line in that situation. So that's where the mental mindset for a defensive player, a D-line or a linebacker is not really worried. Okay, I could just – this is now just a – this is a pass play now. I can make this tackle, boom, first down or no conversion, boom, we got the ball three and out. Let's go hit the sidelines. That's what the defensive players are saying in that type of situation. It, yeah. it makes it easier on the defense, especially a linebacker. It makes it easier on a linebacker to read it out, get around the lineman and make a tackle. It's, we're not saying that it's not a viable play. It obviously yeah. isn't, it, but we're just saying that that's not a running play. Yeah. Let's just not. Let's just call it what it is. It's, it's a called. It's, <laughs> it's a pass. Yep. It's a horizontal pass. All right, let's let's uh, skip down here. Moving forward, AG. Yeah. You know when you look at our rankings, eighteen point three points per game. There's teams that are doing a lot more with seemingly a lot less. I just here's four: Jaguars, uh, Titans, Patriots, and Seahawks. There's four mm-hmm. I wrote down randomly, right? Like, right. There's teams doing more with less, but. I think the big thing is they are tailoring their system to their to players. Make it, 
to the player to make it easier for the players that they have to execute. And all this again, it just goes back to the talk we've been having. All of this is really fundamentally based on like we lost to the Giants with with uh, Daniel Jones mm-hmm. and a mediocre offensive line. We lost to the Jets with Zach Wilson and a mediocre offensive line. And, and oh, they both have good running backs. Oh, so do we. Yeah, right. We, we lost to probably. the Commanders with Taylor Heineke and a mediocre offensive line, and in a, a, a of of the three running backs, the least capable, although although a good player. Yeah. Two actually, two of them are good players. Right. Yeah. And so you just go, uh, gosh, I wonder how all these other teams are figuring this out. It's not, you know, and this yeah. is what, and this is what guys, I'm just like, let's give perspective of guys in the locker room. Guys in the locker room are going like, dude, this isn't like, you can watch all this tape and over, we're overthinking this guys. Mm-hmm. Here's our good players. Let's put them in positions to be successful. Let's not overthink this. Yeah. If we think, if we think a guy's a liability and pass pro, let's help him. If we think a guy can one be one-on-one this, this, you know, we thought Jay Alexander. We thought Jay Alexander could could cover McLaren last week. Turns out, when it came down to crunch time, seventeen made some plays on him. Yeah, it happens. And, and if you nice lose catches. a game, and if you lose a game because that happens, all the players in the locker room are like, "I'll eat that." You know what yeah. I mean? If he gets yeah. beat a couple times, well, hey man, we got faith in you. Like we we know you're a good player. That yeah. that stuff happens. It will. Okay, but but what is unacceptable is your if if like, you know, the backup the third string, I don't know, right tackles in the game or something, getting his head beat in by an all pro. And he's, he's in there with no help. You go, okay, this doesn't make sense to me. Right. Yeah. Square peg round hole. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Got to add it up. So uh, defensively here, you're saying they got to get home, you know, and I say that I see, I agree with that because watching pursuit or I say watching the surge, you know, when the ball snapped, sometimes I watch which way that low line of scrimmage is reset. You know, and especially with the run game. And I see that sometimes. And I say when I'm seeing now, obviously, that one game is uh, affecting the line of scrimmage where you might see a little like a reset from the 20 to the 21 in three steps for the offensive line for the opposing team. And then our guys are now then resetting and have to fight it off. And then, boom, the run game's going. But then in a pass game, it stays basically a stalemate at the line of scrimmage if it's on the 20 yard line. And then Rashard Gary's getting upfield or Preston's getting upfield, but then the ball is out. They were able to get some pressure uh, on Heineke this past weekend. Mm-hmm. But overall, in the few, you know, last few few weeks, we've seen, you know, very few pressure out from those two guys. And then from the defense overall, able to make some defensive plays, you know, with DeAndre getting an interception, but still not getting that pressure that we want. You know, I'll say that they want, you know, uh, putting that pressure on um, their quarterback in that position. Yeah, and, and they're playing against a guy. If we want to just look, you know, look forward to the the, the Bills, you know. Yes, it's a problem. Offensively, Josh <laughs> Allen's the best in the business right now. Yes, he is. You know, he flat, is a problem. Just, just flat out. And when I say read your, you know, you have to you have to be able to read your keys and, and make plays and then just be able to play free. Simplify, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it's always the same thing for me. Like simplify, know it like the back of your hand, and then just be able to play as fast as possible. Josh mm-hmm. Allen's, you know, sixty-seven percent completion percentage. He's got 1,980 yards, 17 touchdowns, only four interceptions. He's only been sacked nine times. When when you watch them on tape, and I got a couple of clips we'll show, mm-hmm. they are running every play. It's like they're actually what we used to be when we were hitting on all cylinders, where you're just like playing free. Every mm-hmm. play is a chunk play for you. It's like a chunk play to a check down. Like we're going to go – we're going all the way. Like every play that you get a handoff, we think you can score on. Every mm-hmm. time that Donald Driver, you know, runs a sale route, we think he's going to get 25, 30 yards, yeah. right? You know, like every play feels like that with these guys. And then 
he like maybe he has to you know he ex- extend the play. Maybe he needs to make something with his happen. Legs, with his legs. You know, wait till his feet are come open and throw the ball. Every time they either get under center, drop back, and the other thing that they do is they do a great job of breaking tendency, right? So you know how like for example, a running back will line up over the tackle. That means they're releasing. Or they'll yeah. line up behind the quarterback. It means they're going, they're, they're coming straight downhill. They'll line up over the guard. That means they're right. coming across the for all their stuff. They'll run draws at every position. They run piss. I mean, they just they do a really good job of not letting you completely figure out what's going on. They run enough motion mm-hmm. across the ball. They run enough cross releases and switch releases that it's just and, and then of course they've got some they got Gabe Davis. They got Stefan yeah. they got guys Very good. We've seen on their back end. Yes. It's gonna be it's gonna be real interesting. And then and then defensively they've got guys on all three levels. Like every level they got that a problem. Von Miller's a problem. Rousseau's got the best pass rush win rate in the league right now. Matt Milano and Tremaine Edwards are they got four tackles for loss. Each I mean, arguably the two best linebackers that we've mm-hmm. seen, not you know, except for maybe the guys on the Bucks. These guys are really, really good players. Jordan Poyer's got four picks. I mean, these guys can yeah. play all over. Now you Amazing. can spread them out, they'll run different coverages. They're just they're susceptible to getting beat from play action like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But the thing that is nuts about this team is I'll go and I'll try to find all the explosive plays and just kind of take a look and see if it's like, is it a guy making a mistake or is it a scheme making it like there's a scheme issue, right? Mm-hmm. So most explosive, like most teams at this, at this stage of the game, their explosive run, you know, is probably in the twenties. These guys have given up since the beginning of the season, like 13 explosive runs, which is just 10 mm-hmm. yards. There's only right. like 13 runs that are 10 yards or more. You think of, I mean, that's absolutely, that's nuts up. That's that's a, that's playing fast to the ball, that's wrapping up, and then obviously getting pressure to the quarterback and then making the run game, of any team that fa- they face, non-existent. Yeah. Because when there's no balance to the run or the pass, then you could do that as a defense. You could dictate to the offense what you're going to do and they're, what plays. They're dominating the line of scrimmage, man. And those those linebackers fill really well. I mean, seventy. Yeah. They're number one in the in the in the league rushing yards a game, seventy six point two yards a game. You know, I mean, yeah, that's three a point, three, dream. Three, 3.5 yards a carry. I mean, that's, I mean, just right now, right now with the Bills, they're number one in offense. They're number two in defense. It's just mm-hmm. they have an embarrassment of riches right now. You know, right. and I know all those guys from Carolina, Brandon Bean and all those guys, and you just mm-hmm. honestly can't be happier for them, man. Like, really, really good people. So, right, right. Let's check some of this tape out. Um, I put okay. a couple clips together to kind of give us a look at, cool. give the fans a look at what we can, uh, what we can expect here to see. So first of all, let's just talk from offensive standpoint. I went back a couple different games, right? Shotgun. And you'll see, let me go back one more time. Sorry. Here, here we go. So you got a tight end. You got a tight end set. Yep. The two so, by one. So, so you, wait, you got a trips look up to the top. There's two tight ends there. Oh, there's two tight ends. Okay. Yep. I already saw the one. Yep. You're right. Trips. So they love running out of trips and bunch crossing routes. And oh. first things first, right? Gabe Davis can beat you deep, and that's Mika Fitzpatrick. Okay? Right, and yeah, that's a good DB. Yeah, that, DB. he's he's all pro. Okay, you go to you go to the next look here. Great play action, and I mean, look at this full cell play action, AG. And this is right. what when as as a Packers fan, whether you're in Dominic Foxworth made a great statement about on ESPN about how you know, listen, you cannot run play action out of shotgun the entire time. Like you got to get under center. And he was talking. He was talking about the Packers. Correct. Now. 
they're right. And these guys run on these guys run a lot of under center. But look at this play action. You're pulling, you're pulling linemen, you're moving bodies. And like mm -hmm. we could say this might be a, this very well might just be an RPO, right? right? But the way that they get the guys going horizontal so they're not downfield, so you don't have linemen mm -hmm. downfield, you're running a very, very viable play that can capture the edge with the tight end down here, as you can see. Right. But then they've got this 14 on an inside slot, like it's you know this isn't a house call, but it's a forty yard pickup. It's a big play, yeah. You know, and it's just putting guys in positions to be successful. We got motion yeah. down to trips. Now, so right now, like what I'm seeing in the last three plays, great great touchdown right there is they are manipulating the crossing. They using the crossing routes to perfection. You have mm -hmm. that that makes a problem because obviously all that cross action for defensive back, the linebacker, you're trying to find okay where who's where's my guy. And the crossing routes are the best route to throw that off. And, and then the run game is effective. So that's why you have the play action face where guys come in wide open or come in open enough to make a run after catch for uh, for that team, for the, you know, for the quarterback. Yeah. So, so what, yeah, what you see here is, so first of all, again, they love running out a bunch of trips. They like motion, especially, especially like motion and digs, right? Because it gives them a free release. Mm -hmm. But now the guy catching the ball right here, this is uh, this guy is the, their fifth round uh, draft pick, Khalil Shakir, right? It's like oh, number ten. Oh, number 10. Number yeah. 10. Like he's an afterthought. You didn't know <laughs> yeah. who he was. You know what I'm right. saying? Like they've got all these guys, and they would they single they have to single up somebody. It's just it's a numbers game. Mm -hmm. So they the one guy they single up, you run him on it. Like there's not a a wide receiver worth his salt in the league that shouldn't be able to beat. A, a, a slot DB or a linebacker, which they will right. run. They'll run against us on a crossing route to the to the far corner. Like there's not a single guy, and Josh Allen can make every throw in the book, and that's what makes him so dangerous. I think I, I think it might be this one right here. Another trips look, and so they're running the hitch right, and you're mm -hmm. running covered. You're running covered two here, right? So they got the outside release. And yep. where's the only place that Josh Allen can throw the ball? He can throw the ball to the sideline to, to the keep side it away line, from yeah. the high safety. Dude, mm -hmm. he – so you know he completes it. Look at the way that Josh Allen releases this ball. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> dude, he might as well be in your backyard right now. Yeah. He throws a dart. That's a 40-yard in the air ball. Not 4.8 yards, but 48 yards, right? Yeah, 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 I got you. <laughs> so, so let's go to the other side now. This is Miami versus Buffalo's defense. Now, these guys, these guys have some explosive players on their team. We motion across, and I want you to see the sale right here. So they got, they got, you know, motion turns into kind of a switch release, mm -hmm. right? And why do they? And so one thing that we can do from a, an offensive standpoint is when we motion across the ball, when we motion inside and out, what they'll do is they'll soften their coverage. So whether regardless if they're playing single high, they're playing two, they're playing four, they're playing yeah. combo six. They will soften their coverage and back up and give you room to run when you go motion across the ball. That's kind of showing up on film over and over. So you mm -hmm. see this kind of center soft release. And now you got this sail route here. Easy pitch and catch, right? As yep. long as you have time to throw it. Now the speed, the speed that these guys have, they have to threaten a little bit more than you know, Christian Watson. If you know, you look at this and go, Well, Christian Watson can run that route, right? right. He's got the kind of threatening speed if we can get him healthy and looks like he's back this week. Yeah. Give him the catch the ball. Make sure he okay. catch the ball. That's it. <laughs> now, this, now, AG, this is something that we've been talking about for weeks. Under center. And you remember, yep. you have to marry plays up, right? So mm -hmm. you have to run. 
you have to run a Mon Green with Brett under center in order for this to work. Like you yeah. can't just get under center every time. They're like, oh yeah, by the way, it's a play action pass again. But right. when you start running for the ball from under center, you've got great play action. And, and, and space for your receivers. And, and tons of space. Look what yep. this does from the end zone copy. Look what this does to the linebackers and look what it does to the pass rush. Because again, I think they, I want to see, let me see their stats real quick, AG, before I, I continue on here. I think okay. from a sack standpoint, they are 10th in the league in sack percentage. Got it. Okay? So, so pretty, like they're, they're pretty good, right? Yep. They're real good. <laughs> so we look at this and the reason they're good is because the guys inside specifically Ed Oliver. And I think Jordan Phillips to a lesser extent, they do a great job of pushing the pocket. So Gary mm -hmm. Rousseau and, and Von Miller can, can kind of do their stuff outside. Right. So yep. pushing the pocket, we know that's been a problem recently with the green Bay Packers. This is the kind of stuff that helps the Packers get two hand, you know, get four, two bodies, four hands on those inside guys. Now you can chip off. You can help with the tight ends. Mm -hmm. And you might be running two man routes, but if you've run this deep, if you've run this run play, this and formation, married up play action action. Pass, yep. now you get these guys sucked up and you have all of these plays open. You can take these shot plays to check down, right? Yep, exactly. So it just, it, like I say, it keeps the defense honest. Yeah, that's what you do that marrying up the plays uh, don't matter the formation, but you keep the defense eyes pretty much. And what Simple. we saw last week is when we have success with the play action pass, it's it's and you just saw it with two, two of them, right? Or yep. it was the last one you roll out your fake and then it's like a turn and maybe it's a, a hitch and throw, but it's, it's happening fast. It's, it's not turn fast. and wait. Josh Allen's not turn and wait on the on the on the throws. I'm sure I try to make a point really is a big deal, right? Mm -hmm. We have to get to our spots. Get to the rhythm. So you look at Pat Mahomes. So this is interesting, right? They motion down. They're still in trips, but they're really, they're really in quads here, right? Because this, we're, you know, if you're a linebacker, you're counting you the running count back the out running to back. the side. So exactly. This is really a this is really a four by one offense. Now the the Buffalo Bills, they'll match eleven personnel. They'll just, they'll stay. Their base is nickel. They'll stay in nickel. And if Tunyon's mm -hmm. in the game, they'll stay in nickel. They don't care. Mm -hmm. They'll just count them as a slot receiver. Yeah. So if, if if we go twelve, the the chances are they'll just stay in, and it's it's Tunyon. They'll probably just stay and just match them up with with a uh, with a, with a nickel. Yeah. So right. now, they're they're running they're running their shell coverage. They get too deep. They're going to run with here, and they're clearing out. And now you just have big opportunities underneath. Now the cool thing about this AG, like from my perspective at least, is that when he releases, he gets off just, a good chip. You, yeah, you're, it's off the chip, but you're also just running through. It's not taking a lot of time. No, it's fast. Yep. It's basically like they're saying, they're saying, hey, run on this track. If the dude's in your way, that's okay, but don't wait around for him. Yeah, get out of there. Make the move. Make some chip. If he's there, like you said, but get out the backfield, which he did. Slows him up, cast the ball. And it's a two-minute situation trying to get the ball into field goal range, and he picks up all the extra yards they needed right there. So, Under nice. center play Smart action. Under center, we got mo multiple guys going in motion through here. And again, yeah. so this is interesting because you know, we have, you know, we don't have necessarily a uh, the personnel like a this. Travis Kelsey. Correct. But, That's why I said personnel. But, but we do yeah. have a slot. I mean, our tight, our starting tight end is a slot receiver, just like Kelsey is, right? And we so, run out this formation as well. So, and yeah, this has so been set up by KC. So they do they do a great job here of kind of hiding Kelsey, and so making sure that that the first person that sees him is Matt Milano, right? Goes right by, and this is like remember old H two buck. This is yep. really all that is, right? Uh, yep, this is just how two buck for us. I'm sitting there, myself. 
good and throw, they, but he got space and he's open. And yeah. you do that, like like you're saying, Ramirez. I'm pretty sure Kansas City have ran that formation and got some yardage with Edwards Alaire or McKinney in the backfield to then get to where they are in a big pass, explosive play to Kelsey Donfield or any other receivers in that field. And if you watch that game, there's a lot of big explosive plays for Kansas City, even though it came down to the end with Buffalo winning. <clears throat> so last couple here, going back to the Steelers game. Again, young quarterback, play action pass, under center, drawing the defense, great pocket, like, this is the stuff that's most important for us. Like, there's nobody mm -hmm. in front of him stepping into the throw. Yeah, he could throw like, it with all his might right there. Accuracy this is what you're looking there. for. And this isn't quite a sell route. This is like, a, this is like a, 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 a seven comeback, but to the sideline. But you just have tons of space here. And again, it's just, I love nice. this stuff because it's so simplistic. You yep. got a lot of guys coming across the ball. There's a lot of stuff going on in the backfield. And if you're doing anything, you're getting bodies on these. You're allowing the offensive line to come off and be aggressive and putting themselves in a Again, look at that pocket. Yourself, put yourself pocket. in a position to be successful. Exactly. Nice round pocket space, like you said already. Open to throw the ball. And he can, uh, it's a comeback because the receiver turned his uh, turn to the inside to the field. So, right there. Yeah. So, I told you there's not a lot Step of explosive runs, but I, here, like the key to the run game is well, first of all, if you go to like watch the Ravens, having right. a fullback helps in this, in this, oh, yeah. Now, right? Yeah. So, the pendulum swung back, having a fullback, especially a 295 out <laughs> one like the Ravens do. Yeah. But, Having a fullback helps, um, but in this game, it's really the don't bring a lot of people to the party if they don't want to dance, right? Less people, the better. If you line up in eleven, you can detach your tight end, run five. Like they'll they'll put five six people in the box, and it's just at least you have your best chance because the more people they bring, they're all they're all very active in the passing course, right? Exactly. And the more vertical you can go in this game, the better off. So they motion Zelaire back in just run off tackle and like i just brought i just showed this in because there's not a lot of great running plays against this team but spreading them out you know we've always we talked about this when you and i were playing mm -hmm. like bubba was a great tight end he was a guy who's a willing blocker but if anybody else came in there you just you're always kind of like man just get him detached because like, you don't need them we don't need no. extra bodies in there let's just let you know let's let our center and left guard do their job up to mono here yeah. we don't even we can book the backside guys because we're going out the front side, this isn't a cutback play. This is a downhill cut play. It's almost like a 99 handoff solid, basically. Yeah. Outside zone play, yeah. the running back knows to bust it to the corner if he sees uh, no color. Yeah, no color, therefore, uh, the Kansas City line was able to get on top of him. And then uh, Edward Air just keep it to the outside. But then what I see on that play, what is beautiful, that uh, be enemy and redo, they create all that space. They separate you know, the, the, the stance of the lineman. Their, uh, their alignment is a little bit wider. And then they got a formation where you have a tight end, but they the play action makes the tight end puts the tight end in the flat. So that right there thinks is okay, it's a pass play, but then boom, run play outside zone. So you gotta does keep it, the DM. It's just keep the defense honest. I've been you, saying. Does that it piss time. you off when you see it? I'll be honest with you, it pisses me off when I see yeah. and our guys do it too. What when is they it? see like, but Kelsey does it all the time because he he doesn't like blocking. When they'll <laughs> they'll line him up and then they'll just and Jacecki does it for Miami. And they'll just they'll they'll send him to the flat because they don't want they don't even want him like they need to line him up to say that he was there. So right. because you know, so what happens is for fans out there, what happens is there's a guy in a room like with no windows after the game, and all he's got is his computer and his keyboard. And he has <laughs> to mark down the poor bastard's got to sit there and he's got to mark down like like Travis Kelsey was attached, it was an attached tight end 
76 percent of the time whatever it was whatever right. the number is, just that and, guy and, yeah. and then they and then they go and they ran the ball this many times so the so contextually like they have no idea whether he was blocking or not so all they'll do is like right. they'll line him up and then he'll just they'll run into the flat and they'll hope the defensive end just goes like turns his head just a little bit and then and then they'll leave that guy unmarked because that's yeah. actually better then, I mean, think about this, like NFL football players, right? And he's going to be a Hall of Fame player. Yeah. And there's, and there's, it's not him. It's a ton of them. And it's not their fault. It's right. what they do is receive the ball, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't have traditional tight ends anymore. But these no, guys are like, they're basically saying like, I would rather you go run over there and block the popcorn guy than try to engage the defensive end because we know the defensive end will just throw you into the ball. Like, yeah, you think we about it, it's pretty funny. It is. We, we put it that way because I see that a lot with Tanya. And I see that. Well, I saw that a lot with Jimmy Graham uh, when he was, you know, because he was the one that started this trend. And so that right there, Jimmy yeah. Graham, dude. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, it just shakes my head. I'm like, man, if you out here, you better put a hand on somebody. I'm like, I'm getting mad. Yeah. When I think about it and seen it, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things like, come on, here we go. Jimmy Graham, uh, Jimmy Graham to me. So, like, you know what's funny about, well, I, let's not get on my tangent too much, but, but <laughs> it is, he did play for the Packers. But like when Tony Gonzalez was doing it, like it wasn't like he just wasn't very good at blocking. You know he, what I mean? He like, would make an effort. He yeah, make it wasn't like he wasn't a blocker. He just wasn't good at it. But he would put his hand in the ground and try, and he like he'd mess around with guys, right? Yeah. And then he I remember did. like Jimmy Graham was basically like, "Nope, not going to be a blocker." Like nope, I remember he all. got to, he, they signed him for that big contract in Seattle, and yeah. I, at the time, like that was my last team, and I said all allegiance to him, and I just I, I would like, "Are you kidding? Do you think he's that like?" How could you think he's going to work in Pete Carroll's offense? Like <laughs> John Schneider is a genius, but right. I like that one. That was the one I was always like, man, how did you not understand that he would never become a blocker? You mm. know? Yep. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> keys, keys to the game, but uh, keys to the game. I got three. Okay. Very simple. Know. Packers defense can't miss it. They're, they're, they're going to get chances on, on Josh Allen. Every one of their guys up front is beatable. Um, I like Deion Dawkins always had. But, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, I think we'll get shots on him. Can you take him down? Like, because he'll break out of arm tackles. He's like Dante Culpepper, right? Yep. He's like do Dante Culpepper. Yep. Packers offense, they're going to play multiple coverages. They're going to give you chances to, to win against man coverage. The, you know, we just saw emotional soften him up. But are we going to keep this simple? And are we just going to execute? Like, I hope, I hope that the focus and practice this week is – Let's simplify and just be masters of our domain and mm-hmm. execute at the highest level. And I think the last thing is like, this is an 11 point spread. And I, I I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I really think green Bay is going to win on Sunday. Right. Like, I, I think that, I think the bills are the better team by, by a lot right now, unfortunately, but I do think this is an attitude game by green Bay. I think anytime you have a, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you always have a chance, but I think the way that these guys come out and play is going to, is going to speak a lot to the rest of their season. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, yes, I say tackle better, and Josh Allen is going. This going to definitely test him along with the running backs there. Singletary, he's a good running back. He had big runs um, against in in the Kansas City game. They were opening the gaps for him, so be aware of that. And say get the run game going. You know, get the run game going with a simplistic offense, and then the pass game will will come right into it. It's just a natural thing. It's like the sun coming up and flowers opening. It's it's that thing. That's how it is. Um, and then. Create turnovers. I say some of the basic stuff. I'm going to always say create turnovers because when you create turnovers, punching the ball out, getting tip passes, interceptions, stuff like that, then you keep the offense on the field and then defense off the field resting up become to be the defense that we know they can be. So basically real simple. Love it. 
Love it. All right. Well, I got a special hero of the week. My special hero of the week is is actually two heroes. It's uh, Pete Carroll and John Schneider. Okay. And I think you probably know where I'm going with this, but the the Broncos are overplaying in London. And Russell Wilson got off the plane and said that he spent four hours of the eight hour flight doing calisthenics and doing high knees in the in the in the aisle where his teammates were sleeping because he was so ready to to play football. Okay. And when you see all Uh this stuff and you just take it back to like Remember he showed up with like the monster truck. Yeah. 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 And he wore the tux, the blue tuxedo to the Seahawks game. Mm-hmm. And he does these like the cringiest, creepiest social media posts that, he, yeah. that, that you've ever seen in your life. And he's got the less ride logo and you, and then all this stuff comes out in Seattle about, you know, some guys have had nothing but nice things to say about him, but enough right. of the guys have said like, dude, just not great. Marshawn comes out and says, you can't even get a hold of him. You got to talk to his guy, his business manager. Oh man, okay. you just you just think Pete, and, and now Pete Carroll is doing well. John Schneider's twenty twenty two draft picks. Let's see, first and third round are bookend tackles. Second round's a starting running back. Fifth round's a, a game changing defensive back, and their sixth rounder is their nickelback. Like right. doing pretty well. Yeah, nice, pretty nice draft. Pretty nice haul from the Broncos, and that's not even that's not half of it. Right, what they're, they're going to get pretty nice haul, though, and and Noah Fant, you know, all these other mm-hmm. guys that, that came along with it, and you just look at how well Geno's playing, and that you know Pete had the conviction to say, you know what, dude, this less let Russ Cooks not going to win, not no. the way I play. I'm a good coach. I can mm-hmm. do my stuff. Like, I just couldn't. I I really like that organization. I've always been a huge Pete Carroll fan. You you and I are yeah. both Josh Schneider fans from Green Bay. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Couldn't be, couldn't be happy for those guys, and it just kind of shows you like. You can have a really good player. Russell Wilson's a really good football player, or he was at least, right? He, like, yeah. not, right now, he might not be. But he's he struggling. Was. Yeah, he's struggling right now. He can really. have a really good football player, but if if you are not rowing in the same direction as everybody else, mm-hmm. sometimes you got to go. And it's sometimes it, you you know uh, uh, more is less, or addition by subtraction, however you want to say yep. it. But good for those guys. Yeah, good. They made the decision, and it's obviously paying forward. You know, they got a team of young players because Geno. Been at least seven years, but that's all. That's only seven, and he's earned the experience. He's gained experience to get where he's at now, so that is a plus. And then you got Young Walker, the running back. I end up picking him up on fantasy too, not realizing he's going to be this guy, and he's 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 a beast. And so you need that in a in in an organization where everything was in the offseason was talking rebuild because Russell being gone, you know, it was rebuild this, rebuild that. You know, they got DK down now um, on Metcalf. With the knee injury, but no surgery, which is good, so he'll be back towards the end of the season. But they, yeah, I agree. They're sitting in a good spot, you know, good smart for you know looking ahead to see what possibly you know what could be the case for this team. And they and they went out there and did it, and not worry about losing one of their at the time one of their best players in terms of Russ. Bucks Ravens, yeah. Bucks Ravens tonight. Bucks mm-hmm. by two. Who do you got? Bucks at home. Uh, I think I went with because I did this earlier with Gilbert and Dorsey. I believe I went with the. But I don't care what you did with them. I, what, what, you, what are you doing with me? <laughs> I'm doing this with you. All right. Uh, yeah, I think I'm – Bucks. I think right. I have the Bucks. You're wrong. Lamar Jackson's going to win that game. Next. I like Bucks defense. <laughs> he said next. I like yep. Bucks defense. All right. Ru- Russell versus uh, Doug Peterson uh, in, in London, Jacksonville by two. I took that one. You got to yep. take Dougie, right? I got to take Dougie. I take um, Dougie in points all day on that. He has a young uh, buck playing well. There's, there's not a lot of good games this weekend. Uh, let's 
Well, Philly, so <laughs> Miami, Miami, Detroit actually might be a good game if Detroit can figure out how to score points against. Like they, exactly. they went on like a three week hiatus here, but Miami, Detroit in Detroit is only a three and a half point spread for Miami. Like that could actually be a good game, fifty one and a half over under. Yeah, that's a lot of points scoring, but I'm going to I'm going to stick with Miami on that one. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you too. I, I just Detroit just feels like, you know, everybody watched Hard Knocks and right. it's hard. Dan's a lovable figure in that and everything, but. At the end of it, dude, like passion doesn't like Pat. Yeah. This is a great lesson. Passion does not win football games. What wins nope. football games is players that know exactly what to do and how to do them at the highest level. Execution. All that other you can take all that other stuff for how much I love you and all this other not, dude. If you love me, show me how to be the best player I can be. Exactly. That's what makes you the best. That's what makes you a great organization, right? All this other yep. emotion and stuff, you can take that somewhere else. Yeah. It helps. That's a, that's like an ad. That's like the cherry on top, right? Oh, Andy, yeah. Andy's a good dude. No, yeah. man, you and your staff got to make me the best player I can be. That's yeah, we got to get that fixed. Yep. Uh, we got we Kyler got? Murray traveling to Minnesota to play uh, the Vikings. Kirk Cousins by three and a half here. Yeah, I got I got the Vikings. Yeah, um, Arizona still kind of figuring stuff out for their season. What twenty twenty two is going to be like, and not playing great football, so that's going to be a struggle for them with that Minnesota defense. The offense has got to score a few touchdowns there, and defense will take care of it from there. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is an interesting game, Pats Jets. Ooh, yes, Patch, it is. Pats Jets. First of all, who's going to start? Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I think uh, Mac Jones starting. Mac Jones. Mac Jones starting. Okay, so Mac yeah. Jones starting at Jets are at home. The thing about the Jets is they lost Brees Hall and they lost uh, yep. they lost Vera, and and he, that kid was playing really well. He'd, he'd already started three different positions along the offensive line. Um, I don't think. I don't think that we are taking into account what a big deal it is to lose Brees Hall and and uh, and Elijah Vera. Like oh, those guys are. are those are those are yeah. their two best offensive players. Yeah. I don't think they'll be able to recover. I think I think the Patriots win this game by by more than two and a half. By yeah, yeah. I, I would say by a touchdown. Yeah, I took Bear. I'll say Patriots because you know this well coached team. Bill Belichick knows how to prepare for everybody, any team in any situation, and no one like you said. Brees Hall is down. That's a big factor because that was he's a big part of their offense. That helped that offense go off the play action for Zach uh, Zach Wilson. So I got Patriots with that two and a half. Take that all day. Giants Seahawks Seahawks by three at home. This this might be the, honestly, which is this crazy. Is this right might here. this might be the game of the week, right? Yeah, this is a game right here because you got two teams that for one the Seahawks like we like we mentioned nobody expected them to be where they are right now. Same with the Giants, but the Giants are got the experience now and enough tight games to. That when that fourth quarter comes around, they know what to do now. They understand. They have no the feeling. It's no pressure on them. In the first couple of games in the season, when they play late games and to win, they were just learning. Now they're there. They're experts at playing fourth quarter, three point game. We score, we win type of situation. So I I uh, go, go with the Giants here. Oh, I'm gonna <clears> go with I'm gonna go with the Seahawks at home just because I know that I, I always I, that's the hardest place I ever played in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I, I, I kind of spot them five points when they're at home. So really, this is like Seahawks by eight. this is like Seahawks by eight to me. Gotcha. So, gotcha. so then I think it, then I go hey, well, eight points for they can't overcome that. Even though the Packers <laughs> had an eight points last week and they lost. But right, anyways, right. Uh, we got Niners, Niners, Rams. Uh, it's a pick'em game. Rams mm-hmm. at home. Uh, Niners favored by one. Okay, let me ask you this because mm-hmm. you're running back. Christian McCaffrey goes to the Niners, obviously, yep. and he plays a little bit last week, but they lose to a better team. But now you look at it and you go, 
they could hypothetically, I mean, hypothetically, I guess they could take Jimmy Garoppolo off the field and just put somebody else in, and just run some sort of option offense with the weapons they have. Or like you were talking with the Giants doing a wildcat. Yeah, they could do like a <laughs> with, wildcat, with right? But, but, but the Rams don't seem to have it figured out. And no. I, I don't think the, I, like, I don't think the night, like the Niners, Jimmy Garoppolo is a limiting factor, but like, dude, I don't know how you play defense with a week now to, for Shinehan to prepare. Like, how do you play defense against the Niners? Play de- yeah, you got you got some weapons now in terms of that they got to prepare for. So Debo that's, Samuel, uh, he doesn't even have to get in the backfield if he doesn't want to anymore. You can actually no. just throw him the ball now. Yeah. And, and that's bubble, still screen, a bubble screen. Bubble screen. It's part of the run game, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Right, so, I, yeah, I'm I, going 49ers there. I got I just I, I got to ask you, if Bills Packers, Bills by 11. No, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's I'm, I'm a realist. I'm a realist right now. Bengals. Um, all Bills. Yeah, it, it's it's tough. So yeah, they asked me today. I go, I think it's going to be a tough game. Yeah, like, it's going to be a really like tough this, game. Like this could be this, and I and I I'm being sincere when I say this. If they win, that's fantastic. Fantastic. If they lose, but it's a respectable game, I know there's no like pat on the back wins. What do they call those when you, you win but you lose but you win? What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> sentimental win or something? Sentimental, like that. Yeah, moral victory. Moral, moral victory. victory. Moral victory. Yeah, moral, yeah. Okay, I know there's no moral victories, but like, dude, that's a moral victory. Yeah. Because this this team, the point spread is eleven. Their, their eleven point, and a half. No, but 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 AG. Oh. Their point spread in every game. Oh. Dude, they exactly. average thirty and they give up thirteen and a half. Right. Yeah. So their point about... spread every game is damn near seventeen points. Yeah, eighteen dude. points again. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like if you're keeping it under eighteen right now. I mean, we're a middle of the road team. Right Keep now. it under eighteen. You got to go. Well, yeah, we're fighting pretty hard. Yeah. Oh man, this is it. Okay. Right. Well, listen. I we'll we'll see what happens this weekend. It's gonna be an yep. interesting week. Um, you got what do you got going on right now? Um, I say I'll be home. Thank God. I had a no, whole no, week no. Of... Right now, you're there's a you're doing something with Madden. Oh yeah, I'm doing a Madden event tonight. Uh, here uh, we we go in the studio here in about three minutes, and mm-hmm. it is the NFL. So it's uh, the Dallas Cowboys are doing an event for kids to play Madden, and it's kind of you know, give educating them on nutrition in terms of dairy and. Uh, having eaten uh, the five food groups and all that fun stuff. And me and Larry Ridley are commentating the Madden games that are being played, I believe, like high school age kids, maybe lower. Are you telling me that in order to promote healthy lifestyles, you got these kids playing video games? Yep. (laughs) This is the reason why Rogers has to go on the damn Pat McAfee show and talk about it. You can't talk to the players. Right. Yeah. Oh, AG. I love this. See, I know you do like uh you do a full workout before you get you get the controller in your hand, man. Oh you, yeah. You got your guys doing push-ups and whatnot. Oh yeah, push-ups if they drop the F on. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> going on that. All right, guys, check us out. I'm on Green 30 on, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Mike Wall 68 on Twitter, process to perform on Instagram. AG, man, we'll, we'll talk to you next week, bro. Talk to you next week. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.